Welcome to Stacey on the Right, the podcast brought to you by Thrivent Financial. Find your purpose, live your calling. You can actually access general financial professional opportunities by going to thrivent.org or emailing david.sample at thrivent.com. Find out more at familyvisionmedia.org where you can click the banner ad and check into this new opportunity. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Daniel Mulheron, wife, mother, business owner, education training volunteer for Tourette Association of America. And I'm really interested to talk with Danielle about um, how this interfaces with public education and the opportunities for parents to improve their interactions if they're in uh, this situation. So Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. I was wondering if you could start off by just giving us a brief overview of Tourette syndrome and uh, helping us to understand what it entails for families. Yeah, Stacey, um, thank you so much for having me on today. And this is definitely um, a topic that I really love to talk about and give uh, exposure to. Um, For those of you who are not familiar with what Tourette's syndrome entails, it is a neurodevelopmental disorder. It becomes evident usually in early childhood or adolescence but it's part of a spectrum. So it's characterized by tick disorders, motor and vocal tics. Some examples of what a motor tick would be, blinking, repetitive blinking of the eye, shaking of the head, shoulder shrugging, things that just look strange to somebody who wouldn't know that you had Tourette's syndrome. We call them tics. And a kid might say, you know, why is she doing that over and over again? Uh, vocal tics are... Anything from clearing your throat repetitively, you know, saying words repetitively. Um, I know the media has kind of given Tourette's syndrome quite a stigma. There was a movie back in the 90s called Deuce Bigelow Mill Gigolo. And it featured a character that just basically uh, just screamed cuss words and obscenities all the time. That's not really what Tourette's is all about. There's maybe a very, very, very small percentage of people who have Tourette's syndrome that express that type of symptom. But more importantly, Tourette's syndrome is very much associated with other co-occurring conditions, such as OCD, um, ADD, ADHD, uh, obsessive, you know, just obsessive compulsor, anxiety, depression. So it is a spectrum. And there's different severities of it that, you know, not every Tourette's patient is the same. But um, what really I wanted to point out today, and a lot of people wouldn't know this, but the current estimates are that one out of every 100 children in the United States have Tourette's syndrome. And 50% of people that we've surveyed have gone undiagnosed. So it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more. It's definitely something that causes issues in the classroom, especially if a child has gone undiagnosed and the teacher's unaware and might think that child is, you know, just has behavioral issues. Um, So I definitely want to talk about how that ties into the education system. So I'm in complete agreement that um, there's probably a lot, a huge amount of children who are undiagnosed. And if they were diagnosed, they would have opportunities to perhaps engage in therapy. So what what are the therapeutic options and how how can uh, parents who suspect that their child might need a diagnosis or at least to be tested, uh, what are some of the options for helping 
with help, basically helping to cope with having Tourette? Great question, because there, <laughs> there is no cure for Tourette. Uh, more and more research is being done thanks to the amazing work that the Tourette Association of America has done and all the volunteers and all the donors that have raised money for medical research. But there are techniques and tools and resources for patients and their parents dealing with Tourette. Cognitive behavioral therapy would be one of them. But there's also ways, you know, stress and big life changes, big transitions tend to be a huge trigger for ticks, for kids that have, say, uh, test taking. You know, that's a big, that's a big trigger because you're, you're trying to focus, you're trying to take a test in class, and you're trying to suppress your ticks because a lot of children are embarrassed and they don't want their classmates to see them ticking. So they're focusing so much on that that, you know, they just become completely overwhelmed. So TA offers a lot of resources for um, education uh, providers, such as teachers, on how to help those children maybe have some extra time to finish their quiz. Or maybe they can go into another room, a quiet room, and, and test by themselves in a quiet room. Or maybe take a break if things are becoming too overwhelming. But um, the best resource is to go to Tourette.org. Um, there is just an endless list of tools, researches, local chapters, support groups, information for medical professionals. Um, and we're still working on learning more about how we can treat the symptoms. Um, medication would be a last resort. It does seem to help for some, but that's always a last resort. But um, more, more of trying to just know what triggers those stress things and try to avoid those high stress situations that could trigger it or allowing them to be free to let their ticks out. That was the biggest help for me. I was diagnosed at age nine and my mom was just instrumental in not only communicating to my teachers each new school year, she would pull my teachers aside at orientation and tell them, my daughter has Tourette syndrome. This is what it looks like. This is also what comes along with it. And it, it, my, it gave my teachers an understanding. So if they saw it in class, they didn't call me out and embarrass me. Or they might pull me inside and say, Danielle, do you, do you want to go in the other room and have your, you know, finish your test in there? Would that be easier for you? It was so helpful. But my mom also, God bless her, she was always so amazing about encouraging me to talk about it to talk about it with my peers, to own it and not be ashamed or embarrassed of it. Um, I used to get bullied a lot and I was trying to, I would play it off and I would ask, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. If somebody asked me like, why do you keep doing that? And so one day I just decided to tell everybody in my class, like, this is what I have. I have Tourette syndrome. It's kind of like if you have a mosquito bite that it is really bad you know you don't have to scratch it, but the urge to scratch an itchy mosquito bite is almost unbearable. And I like to tell people that's kind of how a tick is. You know you don't have to do it, but the urge to do it is unbearable. So after I explained that to my classmates, it was the most liberating feeling, just finally coming out, addressing it. And after that, There'd be times would be on the playground and maybe kids from another class, you know, with, 
making fun of me or saying like, why does she keep doing that? My classmates would actually start advocating for me and saying, oh, she has Tourette syndrome and kind of explain it to them and say, yeah, she's, there's nothing wrong with her. She's smart. She's fun. She just has something called Tourette's and then they would explain it. So it just, it was awesome. So just encouraging your children to just own any of their differences and being confident enough to talk about it. It's encouraging um, and instilled confidence in me that carried on throughout my life and in my career that now I just want to encourage children who are suffering with this. Now it's not easy, but I, I don't want kids being bullied. And so the more you are yourself and you own it, and they see that you are confident to talk about it, there's not really much to make fun of. So I think, you know, just being open, owning what you have, telling people, educating people about Tourette's or whatever it may be that might be a challenge in your life. It's liberating and it's helpful for all. And it definitely helps to deter uh, bullying in the school system. Right. And I think that's so freeing. If you just explain what's going on, Kids actually mock and make fun of what they don't understand. When they understand mm-hmm. it, it removes the desire to kind of otherize it, which is a perfect strategy to apply to not just, you know, children who are suffering with Tourette, but, you know, any any kind of difference as you just shared with us. So you have uh, actually, because of your experience with your own Tourette syndrome, and then also your you have a son who is suffering with it. Um, could you talk a little bit about the importance of the parent-teacher communication and relationship between yes. the, you know, those two two individuals can make a huge difference for kids? Yeah, definitely. Um, my son is nine years old. He's third grade. His is not severe. Just seeing, starting to notice earlier this year, and I think just really the stress of COVID, the stress of you know all that was going on in our world and and still is. At that time, it was just, I was starting to kind of notice Tourette-like tendencies in him. And I'm like, oh, God, please, I'm praying that he doesn't have it. And it might just be because he's extra stressed right now. So not full on like the way I had it, but um, definitely the OCD, the anxiety, the perfectionist tendencies. So I did, I mean, I called this, and and just some emotional things going on with COVID. So I I called his teacher and I said, listen, um, we're having a rough time with Price at home right now. Like he's just, his anxiety is really high. He's kind of acting out and I've noticed some things. Um, I explained to her that I had Tourette syndrome and I explained to her, you know, if if you see him doing stuff like this in class, things I've been noticing at home, um, just be mindful that he might not be able to help it that he's not a bad kid and he's not trying to be disruptive. Um, This year we didn't have uh, much support from, and I will not name names, from the particular teacher. And so my next step was to go to the principal and he was phenomenal. He made sure to talk to Price's uh, three teachers that they rotate with and just to say, hey, you know, look out for him. if you see him getting really worked up, he might just need to take a water break or tell him he can come up to my office and just sit and chill for a minute and talk. So, I mean, just having that communication can go leaps and bounds for your children's um, success in school and knowing that they have somebody that they can go to, um, whether it be a teacher or the principal or another staff member that they feel safe talking to. And, um, you know, just, I feel like, as parents, we have 
a responsibility to be a voice for our children. But we also have a responsibility to teach our children how to speak up for themselves. Self-advocacy is huge um, in a way that achieves its goals, but is still pleasing to God and respectful to adults. But being able to articulate their needs and if, you know, your teacher's not being very receiving of of your request, then you can come talk to somebody else or talk to me about it and I can have a conference. But just the power of communication is huge. When the teacher and the parent are on the same page, it's a collaborative relationship. Um, But it's not the teacher's job to parent your child. It's your job and it starts at home and it starts with teaching your kids healthy ways to manage things. Um, Faith is a big, plays a big part in how we handle things. And I think uh, raising our children in the word of the Lord is something that has helped my child, uh, you know, handle things in a better way. We pray about it. Um, I know a lot that you hear a lot in the news today that there's so many problems with the school system, but I really think it starts at home and parents being, you know, proactive in their child's education and proactive in raising them right at home. That is such a great point. And I, I, I like to also just highlight that for parents, what, no matter what issue your child is working with or working through, um, the partnership with the teacher is key. And we shouldn't be afraid to approach teachers and say, look, my child's struggling with this. Because every time we've ever done it, um, I, I think maybe save once with one specific teacher, mm-hmm. the, the teacher always says, oh, my goodness, thank you for letting me know. I'll make a note and I'll look out for that. And you might think to yourself, well, my teacher has, you know, 20 kids or they have 25 kids or they have 18 Mm -hmm. kids in the classroom. How can they look out for that? You'd be amazed. Teachers are actually called to look out after 18, 25 or however many kids they have. They actually have an ability to kind of file away and catalog what you shared with them and then integrate that into their practice with their with the kids that they're interacting with on a daily basis. And they know your kid. That's the other thing. A good teacher has actually gotten to know your child a little bit. So when you tell them my child's struggling with this it kind of sets off like a light bulb. Like I noticed there were a couple things going on. What strategies are you using? Then you're sharing, you're working for the benefit of your child and you can almost see the shoulders relax and your child's demeanor mm-hmm. just relax down after you've told their teacher what's going on. When the, when the student realizes, oh my goodness, my, my teacher's trying to help me. It just relaxes them so much. They're able to um, kind of refocus on their work because they feel like, okay, my teacher's looking out for me too. My mom is looking out for me, but she's at home, but my teacher's looking out. That is an amazing thing that we can do for our kids, not to hold it in. And it's hard because as parents, we don't, you know, you don't want to go tell your kid's teacher everything that's going on at your house. Yeah. But, you know, we have to do it. It's absolutely necessary. I mean, they're with with their teachers more hours out of the day than they are with you (laughs) during school days. And I think also just we're touched on the bullying issue. Like my, my goal is to help kids be totally confident and comfortable talking about this because it does deter bullying. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten to know so much about like autism, the movement. It's become like we know so much more about it. We celebrate National Autism Month and, and the kids get to learn about it in school. And so it's become more of a, okay, we, we understand this. You know, there's always going to be that kid that's just rude. <laughs> but for the most part, you don't see the bullying as much in certain things that have been talked about so much in our media and in our school system. So I'm like, talking about this is going to help with the bullying, but also 
when the teacher knows that's what a child's going through, she can be your second set of eyes and kind of help prevent if you see students acting ugly to each other. You know, that's a good way to help deter bullying in the school as well. Yeah, I, I, we just we underestimate uh, the power of communication. And, and so I'm, I'm so glad you're highlighting that. Uh, so I'm, as we're closing out here, is there any other resource besides Tourette.org, which I have already linked that in the show notes for today's program. So you can click on that and you, there's a ton of resources there. I've already visited the website. Um, there's even podcasts there where you can listen oh. um, and, and learn yeah. more about how, you know, coping mechanisms, different things you can do. It is a huge, beautiful resource that's there. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, encourage parents to do or, or places to look for assistance here? Well, I, I would say obviously that is going to be your first point of contact. Now, there are local chapters of TAA in different states. So give them a call. There might be a local chapter in your city. Support group, parents that meet together and talk, um, you know, local support. Uh, but definitely, I think right now that TAA is really our best point of contact. I don't know that there's any other organizations out there like it. Um, but anybody's welcome to shoot me an email if they'd like. I've got tons of resources. I always am loving to talk and, and help out in any way I can. Um, and you can reach me through their website as well. Okay. Well, I will definitely place your email in the show notes so that people can reach out to you directly. I'm Perfect. I'm so excited by the energy that you have around this, the the calm presentation and the way you're able to make something that, as you said, Hollywood has kind of otherized and stigmatized Tourette, where it's really not as it's not. First of all, it's not as comical. Uh, second of all, mm-hmm. it's not as uh, jarring or or it's not as much of a spectacle as they've made it out to be. Rather, mm-hmm. it is just another condition that you know, we as humans can suffer from, and there's no reason to suffer from it when we can educate and co-opt people into advocating for us as you did as a child. And as you're doing, you're helping your son to do, I'm so grateful for your advocacy and your willingness to go out and work and volunteer and train uh, and do all of that. Because, you know, some people, when, when there's, when there's something that they have to deal with, they go inside You've chosen to go outside to help other people. And that is so commendable. And we so appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. It was a pleasure talking with you. (laughs) It was great to talk to you, too. And we will have to get into our other shared interest of you are an antique dealer on another podcast. And art. art. It's such such a cool mix of, of activities. Daniel Mulherin, wife, mother, business owner, education training volunteer for Tourette Association of America. Thanks for your time today. God bless. Thanks, Stacey. All right. Great to talk to you. So I want to tell you guys about an opportunity that is going on right now, which is Thrivent Financial. It's Thrivent.org. You can find your purpose and live your calling by joining in their recruitment efforts. Are you interested in a career with meaning and purpose? You can actually have that as a Thrivent financial advisor, combining your values, drive, and skills to create a rewarding career, helping others reach their financial goals. At Thrivent, you have the support of a Fortune 500 company backed by a 100-year legacy. To explore what it means to do work that matters, email david.sample at thrivent.com or visit thrivent.com careers. Uh, All of this information is also in the show notes on today's podcast. And one more thing, um, you might be struggling with trying to decide what kind of health insurance to use or whether to use health insurance 
at all. Uh, And by that, I mean, possibly you're considering a shared health option. Well, I want to tell you about the affordable option that we have been so excited about here, joining with 40,000 other households who are participating, and that is the Alliance for Shared Health. You can sign up for health sharing by going to stacyontheright.com or familyvisionmedia.org and clicking the link. You are going to save up to 80% on your lab and imaging tests. You can see your virtual care provider at zero cost. You can pick up the prescriptions that you normally get from your pharmacy using your share prescription card. So enrollment is open now. Don't miss out on the chance to save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Reach out to Ash today. Head over to stacyontheright.com, click the banner ad, and sign up now. That's stacyontheright.com. Click the banner ad and start sharing and saving today. The Alliance for Shared Health. Changing healthcare, changing lives. You can find out more at stacyontheright.com. Catch me every night on SiriusXM, The Patriot. We have a listen-free event going on right now until June 8th, which is today. So you can listen for free today. And then after that, you got to pay. So be back with you soon. God bless.